Hey everybody, it's another it's time for another episode of the Chicago 60 podcast. This week on the podcast, it's debate night. We debate the hot topics here in Chicago, bringing you all of the debate action here on the podcast. It's debate night in Chicago on the podcast. And this week we debate is Lollapalooza the most iconic and best concert out there in Chicago? Is the bean the most iconic symbol of Chicago? Second City, I.O. S.C., I.O. Which is better? And, of course, we always end each podcast episode with the jagoff of the week. All of that this week on the podcast. And now, gentlemen, it is time for the 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 podcast. That worked out well. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chicago City Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Justin Jaywar. On my far left is my illustrious other co-host. Hi, it's Norman Norman. It's Norman Norman. And this week, we bring back uh, one of our special featured guests. We have with us one of my very good friends, Joseph Nilo. I wish I had a cool name like Stormin' Norman. <laughs> you can just become Stormin' Norman. I can just name... Dubbed the Storm and Norman. Now everyone is Storm and Norman. But if everyone's Storm and Norman... Is that like when Thor, whoever has Thor's hammer becomes Thor? Is that what that thing is? I was thinking more of Spartacus. Oh. (laughs) Where everyone's Spartacus. But that works too. Either way, it's still like some sort of a mythological... Yeah, it is. I mean, Spartacus technically was real, but I mean... Mythological white guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That works. I'm into that. What about Guy... Guy... What's his name? The guy, really? no, the the guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy from uh, uh, V for Vendetta. Oh, oh, Guy Fox. Guy Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. Everyone, Everybody's Guy Fox. Yeah. Everyone's Guy Fox. Yeah, Fox. good Fox. point. Good point. Good point, Joe. So good we're point. all Storm and Norman now. Okay. Well, I'll be Justin J. Ward. All right. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving right along. So, folks, we have a very special episode <laughs> that we described in the intro. That, that, that I probably should rehearse that a little bit more, but it still was fun. Uh, it's debate night. This week we are going to do a debate of three topics that we discuss in the intro. Let me break down for you how this debate night is going to work. We have three topics. I'm getting to that, Joe. We have three topics. Uh, Norm and Joe will be debating the first two topics. I will be moderating the debate between those two topics. And then we're going to switch it up, and Joe's going to be the moderator for the third uh, topic, and Norm and I will have a debate on that. And this is going to be friendly and fun, and, you know, it's more like a discussion, but one of us has picked a side on how we feel about these topics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up each topic. I'm going to describe what the topic is about to you gentlemen, and then I will give each of you basically a two-minute opening for why you believe, I mean, two minute, two minutes with quotations. Right. <laughs> you know, like, if you yeah. take eight minutes for your opener and he takes five, it's not like I would really I'm, pay attention. I'm gonna filibuster but... the fuck out of this. <laughs> <laughs> filibuster, filibuster, filibuster. <laughs> but anyway, each gentleman will get a short, <laughs> short time to give an Every opening, bottle. an opening uh, argument for why they believe. Uh, their side to be the the best side for that particular topic. Then the other gentleman will get his ability to do his opening statement, and then we're gonna have uh, uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna have some questions for each of them. We're going to let them kind of ponder each question, and we'll go through it. I may add a couple of opinions here and there, but for the most part, it'll be these two gentlemen debating it because they are the experts, let's say. And then when we move on to the third topic, it'll reverse. 
Joe will uh, take on the role of moderating and asking those questions, and Norm and I will debate the last topic. So that is how it will all go down tonight on Debate Night, Debate Night, Debate Night, here on the podcast. I'm trying to sound like one of those cool... Yeah. I don't know how it's going to sound. DJ Jock, but like radio station. DJ, J- J- Justin, D- DJ Triple J on the on the podcast <laughs> for Debate Night. <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't things be so much more... Could you imagine, like, the Democratic and Republican debates if they had somebody like that? It would be so much more entertaining. This Joe week, Biden. Joe Biden takes on Kamala Harris in a round, <laughs> round by round thriller. Who gets punched in the gonads? Not Kamala Harris. <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> Will Elizabeth Warren beat up Bernie Sanders? Which old person wins? <laughs> Uh, more uh, people would tune in, yeah, probably. I think more people would tune into yeah. that. I mean, it practically is like that are anyways. They, so right. they bring it <laughs> you back, might as well uh, add it, spice it up. Are they bringing back Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, that would be they great. Are, yeah. Imagine if, if that's imagine exactly that's, what that goes. <laughs> wow. Let's just make all of our debates like The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins will be the nominee. Everyone else dies. Uh, side, we can just cover this on the podcast. That's maybe true. a maybe a different podcast. We yes. could do political commentary where some where you do the announcing of the debate as it's happening. Yes, that's true. We could. Like, Whoa! Beautiful. What an what idea. a blow! That is a wow. how is she ever going to recover Only... from that one? That <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she needs some more marinara for that sausage there, Narm. What do you think about that for Warren? Holy cow! We never saw a quote like that coming out of Elizabeth Warren's mouth. Who knew? <laughs> What a stinger! <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, gentlemen, cheers to the podcast. Yeah, if you're not I'm, drinking, you're doing something wrong, folks. Or don't drink, whatever. Do you. I'm yeah. the one who's not a heathen. I uh, have a class. Yes. So, um, well, that's fine. Also, folks, oh, I just you, you won't be able to see if you're listening on the iTunes podcast, but this is a very special debate night. And, and, and moving forward, it will always be sponsored by Pi. So we're debating... <laughs> With pie. With pie. Because you can't be angry at someone if you're all sharing a slice of pie. A slice of pie. So just enjoy. This is peach pie made by my mama. His mama. My mama made it. It's so good. Let's get into this real quick yeah. before we dispart, yeah, start the that. debate. Sponsored by pie. Sponsored by pie. <laughs> um, what's that place called? The pie, uh, the corner, ba- not corner bakery. What's, god damn, what's the place with all the pies? Um, a bakery. bakery. Baker Square. Uh, Baker Square. Square. Not a not a not a sponsor yet, but potentially could be a sponsor. For now, it's just pie. For now, we just have pie made by my mama with love. Mm. Now this is peach pie. Justin, Ooh, where can the, where can the good. listeners get some of your mama's pie? They cannot because only I get my mama's delicious peach pie. I'm a three year old. Oh man, this is a good pie. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the pie? It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. All right, well, don't eat all of it. There's gonna be people listening to us eating pie. What if, at this yeah, point. what if this was like uh, Facebook Live and uh, podcast? It's just clinking plates. <laughs> <laughs> would be a, would be a hit yeah. in Korea. Yeah, right. it would be. Yeah, they would love it. I don't I don't know why, mm-hmm. but that's like we we might as well just just advertise this in Korea now. That's true. That they they like love watching idea. people eat. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. We've had a little bit of pie. We've had a drink. 
It's time to get to the debate. All right, gentlemen, the first topic, so aptly stated in the introduction, is about Lala Palooza. Is it the best concert in Chicago not or not. not? So, I believe for uh, this topic, Norm, you are are saying that Lala is probably the is the best concert that that Chicago has to offer, and Joe, you are adamantly against it, correct? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> We're going to go with the pro side first for these debates uh, to give their their uh, brief introduction first. So. Norm, since you're for the pro side of Lollapalooza, you get your first however many minutes until I tell you to shut the hell up. Okay. Go ahead, sir. So, let's start off with this. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, Arctic Monkeys, 21 Pilots, Lenny Kravitz, Ariana Grande, 21 Pilots again, (laughs) Charles Gambino, Tame Impala, for some reason they just keep popping up everywhere, The Strokes, The Chain... No one likes The Chain Smokers. Uh... I kind of like the chain smokers. No, you don't. All of these I bands. I changed my mind. Shut your mouth. <laughs> all of these bands have come together for one huge, beautiful concert in the park. I'm saying, like, it's, it's. I won't call it epic because let's be real, all concerts are annoying and hot. But if you're going to talk about all the concerts in Chicago, this is probably the best one. I mean, you have all these people gathering in one area. It's all the way downtown, so if you don't like crowds and annoying people, you can stay the farthest fuck away from downtown as possible. It's perfect. If you live in downtown, I'm sorry. But <laughs> this weekend, everyone knows it's coming. When Lala comes, everything shuts the fuck down. This year, they even gave a free concert to at least 30 people who broke through a fence. Poor crippled kid didn't make it. Uh, he tried, and the cop stopped him, which I feel is wrong. The cop should have let him into the concert. If you've seen that video, watch that video. He should have let him in since he let everyone else in. But you go, one leg. You go. Uh, Lala's fun. It's it's a good concert, and if you live in the area, you can watch it from your home. And if you, you want to be down there in the sand and the dirt and the hotness and the, the Lala-like, then yeah, you can be there. You can enjoy it. It's a good time, and it's not Riot Fest, so the Riot Fest can't do Riot Fest right. So, okay, great. Thank you for your opening statement, Norm. Thank you, uh, Joe Nilo. You are the con side of this argument. You now get the floor for two minutes to give your opening statement. How much does Lollapalooza cost? That's a. I'm that gonna, that was a question. <laughs> Starting off your opening statement with a question to the audience. That's <laughs> great strategy. No, 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 I'll end my. That's that's it. That's I'm done. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. That's all. That's I have. it. That's it. That's, that's you have nothing have to else say. to say. Yeah. That's it. Well, for the opening statement, or how many statements are we making? You just literally heard Norm rattle on for like a good three minutes. And you're just like, how much does it cost? And then look at us with goofy eyes. And then we're like, is this rhetorical? Is this how you're going to make your point and then continue on? Like you're giving some grand speech in front of troops before going into battle? No, you just end. <laughs> that's it. That's 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 it. Oh my God, Joe. Well, it's, I, I know it's more than I can afford for a concert. Interesting. Is that the reason why you're against it? 
Pirates. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess well, that makes some sense. I mean, sense. if you can't afford Lala, the benefit of being around Lala is that you, you can stand there and listen to Lala without even having to pay for it. This is true. Is that true? Yeah, I could. Mm. So I work. Where, where is the best place to stand <clears throat> outside of Lala? Outside. <laughs> you can hear it for miles. <laughs> for miles. You can't miss it. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, let me give a little bit of a little bit of structure here. Now now Joe. Uh, brilliant opening statement. <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah. but what I would like let me ask you this question and let's ponder this. The question now is is there a better concert that is in the Chicagoland area other than Lollapalooza? If so, what is that concert and why is it better than Lollapalooza? And Norm, for you, it would be mm-hmm. to rebut right. that. So, well, so, Joe, I go to you. Sir. Well, the, the correct answer is uh, dependent upon the individual person. So Lollapalooza is a great mashup of a lot of different types of music. And what makes it great is because there are so many different bands from different genres uh, that all come together. And it's, it's just all this kind of stuff that you would hear on the radio. Uh, and that's great and all, but for most people who are listener fans, they like to... It's, it's coming around. I was like, I was you're like, about to make yes. Norm's case. <laughs> what like, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to wait. I'm going to wait for it to come around, and here Sorry. it is. Uh, right, continue, right. Joe. Yeah, continue. So, uh, but for the people who really enjoy music, it's nice to stick with uh, the type of genre that you're most interested in. And actually, um, for me, I like going to different concerts for specific genres for that because the best part of going to a festival type concert is actually to walk around and hear uh, the much smaller bands that you don't actually know it if I wanted to see a, a major uh, a major band uh, that's like one of these headliners they always do better shows when it's when it's just that that show if you go to that sh- to see Childish Gambino as an example, if you wanted to go see Childish Gambino, he's going to do a better show uh, when you're going to see him specifically. It's, it's going to be a longer show, and it's, and it's going to be more dedicated. Um, so the reason, the, the thing that makes festivals great is going to see all the similar bands that are much smaller that you don't actually know and discovering who they are. And for that, I like to concentrate on uh, a certain genre because... Not every genre appeals to me, and to most people, I think not every genre is going to appeal to to uh, every individual person. And so, for each individual person, they would like. I think they're better off going to a festival where they're going to see uh, a genre of music that really connects with them, that really gets them excited. Uh, I think that's the best value for the money and for the time to see that high concentration of music that they particularly like, and to be able to find new bands that they're going to. Are most likely going to enjoy. Uh, you know what, Joe? That argument is worth a bite of pie. Yeah. That was I. I, I like that. Hashtag that... hashtag Riot Fest sucks. Riot Fest sucks. Yeah, that's their motto. Actually, oh. it's on t- it's on the t shirts that they sell at Riot Fest. I've never been, so I can't yeah. say it. Uh, so I Norm. love I love Riot Fest. Norm, you have a few moments to rebut Joe's thesis. I believe we could break it down to the thesis is Lollapalooza. Is not specific enough. It is better to go to a concert that has a specific genre of music. It's more enjoyable because you're going specifically to that. Your turn so, to rebut. So I'm going off the idea of um, of your your uh, statement about smaller bands. Uh, role model, still woozy. 
Young Gravy, Age, Sex, Location, Whipped Cream, Houses. These are not just words. These are bands. <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> they're no popular bands that I've fucking heard of. But they Maybe are because bands. most of them are just regular nouns and food groups. But okay, continue. So they are bands. <laughs> there are tons of smaller bands playing these con- this one concert. And to go to a larger festival like this, you're not only... <clears throat> this uh, Lollapalooza is popular music. That's what their shtick is. They're playing popular music, unlike Riot Fest, which is popular music, but is a different genre of popular music. And all of their music in Riot Fest kind of centers around the same thing of of punk, hardcore, metal, rock kind of uh, sound. Aggressive. Yes, all aggressive, alternative sound. This here is a a huge mixture of not only hip-hop, but pop, and some unknowns who become knowns because they go to these small tents, they play for a small, intimate group of people, and they grow new fans, plus their old fans are there, because they get to see them in that moment, close up, but then to also get to see someone like 21 Pilots, which they couldn't afford their concert in Chicago, by itself. But this whole package, to get to see all these bands at one single time, you can see pieces of different artists at one just blowout time, and have the time of your life. I mean, we're talking uh, Tenacious D was there. Death Cab for Cutie. I mean, when's the last Death Cab album you've heard? It's been a while, right? Rich the Kid, Japanese Breakfast. Once again, I'm not saying words. These are bands. Lil Wayne was there, for crying out loud. Yeah, Lil Wayne was there. And then the best part about it is Lala, uh, at the end, they have a ton of after parties. Where you can go see these intimate groups in smaller venues like Lincoln Hall and 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 uh, different venues around the city. So they're going to do amazing things on these big stages, but then there's a lot of bands doing amazing things on smaller stages that you do get to see. Interesting. So let me take that to a point that you mentioned uh, just briefly there, because this could be a, a general theme to festivals and concerts in general. Because it's not necessarily just about listening to the music, but there, it's also the experience as a whole. You have referenced uh, after parties. Now, I don't know if anybody here has been. I, I haven't. But um, you have been to several concerts, and you've been to several concerts. So does Lollapalooza have a general better overall atmosphere because of these after parties and being able to see various artists versus other concerts out there. Every festival is going to have after parties. Every band that plays in any festival is going to do after parties and they're going to do uh, shows wherever they can schedule the shows in in town. Uh, The nice thing, like I can speak to Riot Fest because that's my my shout outs too. Uh, But then one of the nice things about Riot Fest is because it's the same genre, uh, there's a bunch of bars and uh, institutions around the city of Chicago that all share the same kind of ideas or taste in music, and they tend to host. They're, they're the sponsors for the event, and they also host a lot of these after shows. So it's a great opportunity for the concert goer to not only hear the bands that they like, introduce themselves to new bands of similar sounds, where they know they have a pretty good idea already that they're going to like that that band, as opposed to seeing some something that might be 
the total opposite of what they're actually looking for, uh, but also be introduced to different institutions around Chicago that promote the same or similar type of music that they've come to enjoy and are there to appreciate. Then why go to Riot Fest and just go to the concerts and the venues? Uh, you could, yeah. And you don't have to go to Riot Fest. You don't have to go to any of the shows. But why go to Riot Fest for the same reasons that you're mentioning Lollapalooza? I mean, we're just talking about music festivals in general. All music fe music festivals are wonderful experiences, except for that fire one. Oh, yeah, that fire one didn't turn out well at all. <laughs> yes, the fire festival didn't fire work out too didn't well. Work out at all. I would, I would yeah, say that, that say did not work well. Than the fire and probably all, those are the ones that people do lots of drugs and die or sure yeah that's not good either joe good yeah. point yes but yes. i will say this did riot fest have diesel aka shaquille o'neal at their concert because lollapalooza did if there was a mic and i had it i dropped it <laughs> okay well uh, that's good to know that you've illustrated your own yeah. mic drop for us thank yeah, you you're welcome. Um, i'd also like to give a shout out just this year to um so my favorite sort of music festival of the year so far has been the folk festival that I cannot quite remember the name of it, but it was at the Old Town School of Folk Music here mm -hmm. in Lincoln Square. Well, and that was well, uh, well, just well. a nice little local thing. It was free. Uh, they requested <laughs> a $10 donation. I you that, that was right there was free. I tell you what, that, that was a good folk festival. It had all kinds of characters with beards. Well, and it sure was. Trumpets and there they go. Yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> and it was free! They, they had uh, uh, what they call like roots music and, and a lot of folk, a lot of stuff from like Caribbean and Africa, um, what else, you know, reggae and that kind of thing. It was it was really good. Lots of different... They had three different stages. and uh, Square Roots? Yeah, yes, that would be the name of it. Thank you, Norm. No problem. Square Roots Festival. It was a great time. Um, yeah, and my other favorite one which I also cannot quite remember the name of right now, but the one in Pilsen that is the Hispanic <laughs> Music Festival or Latino Music Festival. There's probably a better name for it than that. The Latino Music Festival. <laughs> Why don't but, you let your competitor in this debate look it up for you at the time? <laughs> but that was all Latin music. I went there. I was pretty sure I was the only person at the festival who did not speak Spanish, but uh, the music was very enjoyable. Now, Joe, I, I, I want to give Norm some love here, but I have one follow-up thought to something you said a little a little while back. You're, you had mentioned, um, well, Norm had mentioned that there's a variety of options for people to listen to music, but I understand your point about how going to one genre of music festival, you're going to listen to something that you enjoy. What would you say to the fact that at least at Lollapalooza, you could go listen to things you enjoy there, but then you might be exposed to something else in the music of a different music genre you had not thought you would like, but you would. But if you go to these other festivals, they're more specific to one particular genre. You may miss out on that. So how would you rebut that? And then Norma, I'll let you respond. Yeah, well, first, curious I, I'll stuff. just say that even though when I said there one specific genre, that it's not like super inclusive. Like there's still quite a lot of variety within there. But more to your point, uh, that's a wonderful thing. So you're absolutely right. Go to Lollapalooza and see a lot of different bands. I'm not here to hate on Lollapalooza. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Go do it. Uh, if you got the money to afford it, check it out. I'm just saying it's not the be my pick for the best concert in Chicago. I think if you want to have your best musical experience in the city of Chicago, I would pick the genre that you most enjoy and go to a festival dedicated to that for a little bit less money. Okay, Norm, I give you the, the floor here. Um, 
So similar to to Joe does, let me rephrase the question so that you can give an answer to this. Does having so many options for music at Lollapalooza make it difficult for one to make a decision for what kind of music to go listen to because you've got so many different variations of noises happening that you could become overwhelmed and not really know where to go other than to things you already were going to go see anyway so you just gravitate what you want to see versus really enjoying what's uh, what else is available. Is it too many options? Well, I think you have multiple different type of concert and festival goers. The ones who are going mainly to see the person that they came to see or the band or the group that they came to see. And the ones who are just like, you know what, I've always wanted to see them in concert, but I'm going to stand in the back so I can go see other things that I'm interested in. Yes, the lineup is at any festival is hard to deal with because you're sometimes two people you want to see are playing at the same time and you have to kind of figure out who, who, who you want to spend more time with the most. But uh, I think that's the option is, is kind of go see someone you've always wanted to see and they'll always kind of block it out to uh, with, with uh, Lollapalooza. There's three days of, of just different groups and enough, and enough major headliners on each night to where you can go see one person and then go see a smaller, a whole group of smaller uh, uh, venue players on another day and then see your main bills on, on the one day you want to see. Like, I'm not into Aria Grande. I don't need to see her. But if Childish Gambino is doing a, a huge concert on Saturday and Aria Grande is doing one on Sunday, I'm going to go see the smaller ones on Sunday who are just like, no one's going to come and see us. So this is perfect. Now I get to kind of be there and be in the music and be that. Um, I will say this one thing, though. Uh, so Lando Chill, Ultra Q, Dead Swords, Can't Swim, This Wildlife, The Garden, Dracula's. I don't know how. I, I don't know how, but they are these found just me. Words? These are bands from Riot Fest. Okay? Now, they're no whip cream. They're no... <laughs> There are no whipped cream, all right? <laughs> However, I will say the Riot Fest lineup is pretty fucking amazing. I mean, it's it's Blink-182, Slayer, Bikini Kill, The Recontours, Rise Against, Patti Smith, DeAntward, Block, a Block Party, Jawbreaker, The Flaming Lips. I mean, as you go down on the Riot Fest list, I'll admit, they don't really have, like, like Anti-Flag is in the middle of the lineup, <laughs> Like, Anti-Flag is like a smaller band. Like, what? It's Anti-Flag. I, I haven't even seen the list. Who else is on there? Uh, Andrew w- <laughs> <laughs> they always have some old bands, too. Which oh, I well, really Andrew appreciate. WK is the one person who plays every single concert. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's everywhere. The Struts, Against Me, Street, uh, Streetlight Manifesto, like, it, the starting line. Like, shit, it's, it's kind of thick. So I will say the Riot Fest is, is pretty... And if I, you're into these bands, yeah. I would love to see Childish Gambino and The Strokes. Yeah, that would be amazing too. So, so maybe they should get together at Riot Fest and Lollapalooza. Excellent. Gentlemen, uh, you get a two-minute ending statement for your positions. Since we started with the pro, uh, Joe, you have your ending statement of about a minute to say why Lollapalooza, in your final thoughts, is not the best concert in <clears throat> Chicago. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say uh, other than Ruido Fest. Uh, uh, I apparently missed it this year. That was in June, uh, but you should check it out next year because uh, that's a great time. But Riot Fest is still coming up in September. Get your tickets now. Hashtag Riot Fest sucks. 
Okay, thank you. Norm, your final statement. The nude party. G-Flip. <laughs> J-Bird. Shalu. Sandy. Alex G. Hoon. <laughs> Born Dirty. Diablo. These are not just words. These are bands. Lollapalooza. It's the greatest concert because a, a band like Born Dirty and Whipped Cream. I keep going back to Whipped Cream. Whipped Cream. Can we can we play them? Whipped Cream can can be a part of Lollapalooza. Yeah. Now I'm not sure what Whipped Cream sounds like. We, we have to find out. We, we will buy a can of whipped cream and find out what it sounds like. But that if, might be like what the band sounds can like. Can we call them? Know. If you're a band called Yeek and you play a Lollapalooza, I gotta say Lala is doing something for these little bands who need a place to play. True. So Lollapalooza, you're doing a good job even though I hate the traffic. Uh, kudos to you. Can I, can I go back to what? Did you no. mention the nude party? <laughs> yes, the nude the, party, yes. Is that... A, I'm just pondering a political party of, of such <laughs> nude... <laughs> We in the nude party are for free nude beaches in all places where there are beaches. <laughs> and, well, just for... You can walk around wherever you want with a permit for nudism. I'm just saying. Nude <laughs> colonies everywhere. Still Woozy is right above camel fat, <laughs> which is above <laughs> men I trust. I think if you eat camel fat, you will be woozy. You're still, you're so still, you're still, you're still woozy if you eat camel fat. So. But they're men I trust. So. All right. So how many of those are actually just Spotify? Spotify's like computer algorithm. I think for... all of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> there were no bands playing. All, of them. <laughs> all right. Well, gentlemen, let's uh, let's move on. Thank all you right. for that wonderful uh, discussion debate about Lollapalooza. Uh, and uh, let's move on to topic number two on debate night, debate night, debate night. With pie. With pie. <laughs> and then with that, I'm going to have another taste of my mama's delicious peach pie, which sounds that weird, but gone. it's uh, it's delicious pie. Made with peaches. Okay. It is peach season, though. Shout out to peach season. My peach. favorite time of year. Everybody likes a good peach. Peach butts. You know, they use the peach symbol for, for butt. What? And emojis. If a girl has a nice butt, they use a peach emoji. I did not know that. It's also the, the Georgia Which I would have thought. Georgia. Yeah, yeah I, I make sense. All right, now that we've gone over the list of things that are associated with peaches, let's move on to topic number two. Brown peaches. Moving right along yeah, in utter news. The bean. And I'm not talking about soybeans. The number one state in the whole country of the United States of America, Illinois, the number one producer of soybeans. Is that but, true? Uh, yes. But I'm not talking about the soybean, folks. I'm talking about the bean. That's right. The bean in Millennium Park that tourists flock to to look at themselves and take photos and apparently where some idiots decide to graffiti. Yeah. But Jag the off. bean. Jagoff's there. Everybody knows about the bean. Nobody knows why the bean is there. And yet it exists in Millennium Park. <laughs> For tourists to go there and take photos of themselves and pretend that they too can be a bean one day and that they can grow into something beautiful and magnificent like a stalk that will lead them to a mystical land where there are giants and a man named Jack who slays them. Or maybe not. Maybe he dies because he's tiny and they're big. We don't know. These are all mythical fairy tales. But one thing that we do not know... I'm in my intro, damn it. One thing we do not know is... is the Chicago bean, the most iconic thing of Chicago, 
or is it not? So, for this particular debate, we have a probing, which is Joe. Joe is a probing, and we have the anti-bean, Norm. Norm will be against the, this statement. Boom. Is the bean the most iconic symbol in Chicago? Joe is pro-bean. Norm is anti-bean. Now, Joe, you were anti-Lollapalooza in the last debate. You are now pro-bean. You are a pro-green. I will continue to refer you to you as a pro-bean because it sounds hilarious to me. But because you are pro-bean, you get first dibs to give your opening statement as to why you believe the bean is the most iconic symbol in Chicago. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. First, is this, is this the start of a rap song? Yeah, happening? yeah. Well, okay. So, I I may have misunderstood here. Uh, so I thought the original question was, is the bean iconic, uh, and not is it the most iconic symbol of Chicago? So I might back that one off. But I, I was going to say that it is absolutely iconic. It is absolutely we can we can reformulate the question of Chicago. Uh, I heard I heard that it was left over from uh, the last ice age. Uh, the ice just happened to melt and that, that formed that. And so it's a nature s- symbol, or part of nature. I'm sorry, heard. fact check, what? <laughs> um, yes, it was left over from the ice age and it is a nature symbol that was uh, constructed in 2004 and 2006. So ice age, yeah, sure. Yeah. Also called huh. the cloud gate because clouds. But we all call it the bean. Is this your argument for the bean? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Are you are you done? Are you done? <laughs> is that it? No, no. All right. Okay. So you still have like at least I'll see, give you a minute. But see, he's he's a different type of debate. He'll throw you a, like kind of a loop for the beginning, and you're like, right. oh, okay, and then he'll get and then you just, in. He'll get you in. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how's that feeling? I'm like, oh, you're like, some good oh, statement. this guy's a moron. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't say shit. And then and you're just like, this is gonna be easy. And then the middle party just throwing out facts, and, and you're like, and you're like oh, I was right. Like, oh God, I don't know what to do now. He's just trying to throw me off my game with right. the bean bullshit. He's yeah. trying to get you, Norm. The bean, the bean bullshit. You gotta watch out for the bean bullshit. <laughs> do you have do you have, do you have anything else to for your opening statement? You'd like yeah, to it's say? Ab- well, it's absolutely iconic. There's no question about it. Just the fact that so many tourists flock to the the more tourists that flock to one sp- space to take Instagram photos and post their Instagram selfies. That's that's what iconic is. It and, and it spreads from there. The more people who take their Instagram selfies and post them onto the Instagram and Twitter or whatever, Snapchat, I guess, is the, the new thing. That's what people are going to associate with Chicago because, of course, they're going to hashtag Chicago on it. And then people all over the world are going to see photos of Chicago and they're going to see that being with it. They already do right now. It's happening right now. Uh, and uh, it's a wonderful symbol of the city. In fact, if you were to do a video, an international video, a video from around the world... To, to be, I mean, to be broadcast around the world to show Chicago as one of uh, hundreds of cities around the world. Where else might you go? I think the Bean is a very good starter point for where you would uh, have that background to say, we are here in Chicago because nowhere else has anything quite like a gigantic reflective Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> well, 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 right well there. stated there, Joe. <laughs> Um, thank you very much. Norm, your opening remarks about the bean. So ultimately, you know how much we disrespect the bean and the fact that we call it the fucking bean when it's called the cloud gate and because it looks like a giant bean. Sure. But it's a giant mirror. It looks like a fucking Capri Sun ad. 
It looks like <laughs> Alex Mack. Does anyone remember that? Like, it's just giant and fucking metallic. Like, but it's the thing people flock to. It's true. But you know what's more iconic than the bean? Because I will say, you can look up Chicago, and yes, the bean does come up. But the, 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 the actual skyline comes up more than the bean. But what's more iconic than that? There's two things. Chicago hot dogs and deep dish pizza. Those are more iconic than the bean. Can I tell you why? Because we have more Chicago pizza. And we have more people who are saying that they created the best Chicago deep dish. Or the first Chicago deep dish. And there are more people who flock to the Giordano's and the Lou Malnati's and all the other places that are all surrounded by the bean than the actual bean. Now, I can't actually fact check that. I could be very wrong about that. But I think the deep dish pizza is more iconic than the bean. That's my personal opinion for Chicago itself. And the Chicago hot dog is kind of a close second. Is the bean actually iconic to you? For Chicago. No. Okay. Like, let me phrase it this way and you can have a little bit extra time. Do you believe that people come to Chicago specifically to see the bean? Who? I think the bean is in their list, but I don't, I think they can leave without it. Hi, people. I think they can come to Chicago and they'll eat a pizza before they go see that giant Capri Sun egg. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much, Norm. I appreciate that. Uh, now, now let's... Uh, I, I heard that the bean was left over from a 2004 Capri Sun ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that probably makes sense. The Silver lot. Surfer just left right, a big old bean turd right in the middle of Chicago. Right <laughs> cool wave, Chicago. I love this metallic bean. <laughs> also, it only looks like a bean when you look at it one way. When you're actually at the bean, it's a fucking nugget. Like, it's an acorn hat. It's a blob. You go under it, there's a little divot in there. It is not truly a bean. It's just a giant mirror for people to stare at themselves. Well, who doesn't love staring at themselves? (laughs) Particularly our generation. Well stated, Joe. That is worth another pie eating. uh, That's worth another piece of pie right here. Very very well stated, sir. But honestly, right now, uh, I really want some Chicago deep dish. See? Yeah, and Norm made me hungry for some Chicago pizza. I gotta say, that's no qu- no no question about that. I would much rather eat Chicago deep dish than a bean. However, Norm only mentioned food items that were more iconic than the bean. Is there any other structure in the in the city of Chicago, Norm, that you would say is more iconic than the bean? To argue, I would say the Willis or Sears Tower because it's the biggest thing. But I would say the skyline in general. Like if you look up Chicago, the I ask what what I ask. I, want, I ask what, what structure. You're like the whole skyline. Hit me into one thing. It's the skyline, the sky, shy, Chicago. Like, I will say to give you the bean is it, it destroys my argument, but the bean is iconic, and people do flock the city to actually see it. But I don't think that's the main thing they're coming to see. I think it's one of the things, but I don't think it, in my opinion, I feel like it doesn't top the list. I'm not going to say people flock to the Willis Tower. I mean, it's fucking tower. Um, Sears. Sears. For real me. Chicagoans, it's still the fucking Sears Tower. It's not even the Willis Tower anymore either. It doesn't, no. Didn't they get another name? I don't know. 
Nobody cares. No. <laughs> it's still the Sears I'm trying tower. to make it happy, okay? It transitioned yeah. into the Willis Tower. I'm going to call it by its <laughs> other name, okay? Yeah, nobody can get angry when you're eating delicious pie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, I mean... I, I got another structure suggestion for okay. you, just to throw out there. Uh, how about the Ferris wheel? Yes! Yes! I, I, don't you love when your opposition helps yes, your arguments? Yes, right! <laughs> Navy Pier, the fucking Ferris wheel. But not just the, the, and they got a new well, Ferris wheel. Every city, every city got a Ferris wheel now, but they all started in Chicago. Chicago, they built the Ferris wheel for the World Expo. World's, the really? Columbian Exposition, the 1893 the, the Columbian Exposition? That's what they... Expedition. I, exposi- I don't know. What are they, it's the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> hey, That's what they call the it. Anyway, where's the body python, guys? The 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Yes, uh, correct. But it was... Built with the ambition to top, top the Eiffel Tower built in, for the Paris for the World's Fair hosted in, in Paris, hmm. and they did not want to do simply a giant steel tower because that was already done. They could have just built a tower taller than the Eiffel Tower, but it's still the same concept. So they were looking for something that would be totally unique and really blow people's minds. And uh, apparently, a hundred years ago, Ferris wheel fucking blew people's minds. Yes, yeah, it did. Yeah, when you build an entire structure oh, I'm so high. and you stick people in it and then you just <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. shove them in the air for a hot minute and then bring them back down to kind yeah. of get into it. And yet still, that seems to amaze people to this day. Yep. When we have all the technology we have, yeah. just going in a Ferris wheel, so it still seems to amaze even the the smallest of minds. Yeah, it's wonderful. But, um, but my Tinder profile picture remains a photo of me in front of the bean for when I travel. It's the great way to say I'm from Chicago. Interesting. Well, hello, we're gonna ladies. We're gonna, hello, we're ladies of the world. I am from Chicago, and I am proud to be from Chicago. And ah, I say that well, here's with a the profile thing. picture think, with the bean. Well, hold on a moment. I have another question I want to pose before we end this one. But let me just give you a follow-up question to that. Do you think anybody, because you are traveled, you were in Thailand, and you've traveled to several places out of the country, do you really think that when you're in these other countries and they see your picture in front of this bean, do you think they know, oh, he must be from Chicago? Do you think anybody no, they, else... I, I know they definitely don't. I ask them all the time. And okay. No, but I still have the bean in it, and I get upset every well, time then, they don't Well, does that not the make bean. the case that it is not that of an, an iconic feature of yeah. Chicago? Because one would assume uh, Chicago is a fairly popular and well-known city amongst the, the world. Yeah, there are a lot of movies and improv and comedy, and people know of people from here. So if people are looking at your Tinder photo and not knowing that that is the bean, because it should be rather... Understood that that is the bean. Does that not uh, put a whole hole in your argument that it's iconic? Well, it's, I started with saying it, it's not the most iconic symbol. I, I would have a. I don't know what would be the most iconic. Pizza, you should pizza. just see Norm's the face. Pizza. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Justin's doing my arguing yeah. for me. Who's supposed yeah. to be? I'm supposed to be moderating. Yeah, yeah, but if I had a photo, if, if my Tinder profile photo was me with a giant slice of thick. Deep dish pizza. I don't think anyone's gonna think I'm from oh, Chicago. You must be from well, Chicago. Well, 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 let's just say you with a big thief of thick slice of deep dish pizza could be an allusion to other things <laughs> on your Tinder profile. But okay, sure. Well, I'd rather yes. use the hot dog. Right. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Get a foot long hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Chicago style. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, now let me pose this question, and Norm, I will. I will pose this question to you, and then okay. uh, Joe can add his thoughts mm-hmm. after you. Uh, is does does the beans presence in Chicago is it a overall a positive thing or an overall negative thing? Oh, so <clears throat> positive to the people who want to come and see it, negative to the people who live here. In my opinion, great political uh, answer. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because negative only in the sense of like when you have someone come here to Chicago, 
They're like, they, they will say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have deep, deep, deep dish pizza. I'm going to have uh, a, a hot dog. I, I want to go see the beat. And you're like, why? Because there's so much traffic. You're looking at a giant fucking mirror. And you're going to pick the nicest day out of Chicago weather, which we don't get many. You're going to pick the nicest fucking day to go see this giant fucking blob in the middle of the park. Like, I hate you. I hate you for doing this to me, for doing this to, to the people. Like, I hate you. But the benefit is there's other parts in the park that are really nice. So you kind of just, you go up, and to be honest, you go up, you take a picture of yourself in front of it, and then you leave. Mm. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing else about it that you enjoy. You go up, go, look, I'm in front of a shiny giant mirror that's shaped like a bean. <laughs> and then you're like, I can see myself. You can see me seeing me. <laughs> and then you go somewhere else and enjoy your time. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, it is iconic with Chicago, but so are the Bulls. Like, the whole Bulls game. Yeah. Like, My, I can say again from the traveling, Michael Jordan is one of the most iconic symbols yes. of Chicago yes. worldwide. See, for I said sure. that too. <laughs> I just said that through his mouth. He is Norman. <laughs> Storm and Norman. Norman. We are all Storm and Norman. Storm and Norman. All right. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to add? Otherwise, we'll get the final statement so we can get to the next topic. Uh, I had some other thoughts. I don't remember what they were now, but so, oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say... Um, and I was about to, to agree with you, but you didn't quite go there completely, but I thought you were going to say that the by having the bean, it makes all the tourists go to one place instead of... Maybe you were saying this, actually, but that the tourists are not seeing other parts of the city. And so I, I can agree with you on, on that for sure as well, that that if everyone's going to the bean, that's time that you could be spending visiting other parts of the city. And there's that's something nice really time. wonderful to appeal to everyone uh, who might come here mm-hmm. and I'll also give another shout out to for the locals that I don't I recommend this to every tourist actually and nobody ever takes me up on it because they don't got time or whatever but my f- favorite part of the city of Chicago is the Lakeshore path that goes from pretty much the entire north mm-hmm. to the full south side mm-hmm. I would highly recommend to anyone out there who might be visiting Chicago to take a, a, a day a, a few hours of the day rent a bicycle and ride up and down the full length of the Lakeshore Path. It's a really wonderful thing and something unique to the city. It's a great way to see the city. And I think that's the best part of Chicago. Do that in the next four months. Yes. And stop at the Bean on the way. (laughs) Great. Norm, I'm not going to give you a closing remark because I think Joe just gave your closing (laughs) remark. Joe seems to forget the purpose of a debate where you're supposed to argue. My closing remark is going to be all of your remarks. Do you have anything else to add Norm, uh, before we move on? You know what? Um, they said it best. Uh, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, the Fountain, you know, all these other things are more uh, represent, repre- or better representations of Chicago than necessarily the Bean. The Bean is kind of simple when you really think about it. And what Joe said, it's taking tourists away from the rest of the city, which is taking money away from the pockets of the people who live here. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I think we can put that uh, topic to bed. Move right along in Otter nose. Now we're going to have a little bit of a switch here. Now Joe is going to moderate this next portion, and that and that topic is going to be Second City versus the Improv Olympic. 
which theater does improv better? Uh, Second City versus Improv Olympics. This is a very special topic for both Justin and Norm as they are improvisers. Did I say that? Is that the correct word? Yes. Im improvisers. improvisers. Correct. Yes. yes. Um, that is uh, their background and the thing that they love and what brought them together here, what created this show. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's something that I know very little about and am probably pretty terrible at. <laughs> no, you could be good, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody could maybe do Everybody it. could maybe do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and in fact, both of these venues do classes for the general public and for anyone who wants to yes. go try it out. And yes. it's greatly encouraged. Um, uh, a lot of people have done it just for their own amusement and um, just as, as a hobby, something to get them to exposed to something different. So it's a wonderful thing. Uh, but we have a question for today is which... Is the better institution, Second City or Improv Olympics? Uh, so yeah, we'll, and we'll continue. SC or IO? SC or IO? I don't know. What did you say? <laughs> How did Storm and Norman so, say it? So, uh, so Storm and Norman, I believe you are. You will be pro Second City. Yes. And I am going to be pro Improv Olympic. So, uh, Joe... Yeah, um, well, you, why don't you stop talking now and we'll, okay. give, uh, <laughs> right. we'll, we'll give Norm the floor to, right. uh, to start this off. Okay. So, for anyone who doesn't do improv, when, when you say I.O. to someone, they have no fucking clue what you're talking about. He just had to say Improv Olympic twice, just to kind of put it out there as a place, a venue that you would go to for improv. Second City is not only the fucking mecca, it's the end-all, be-all of the improv world. Now, I will agree... There are smaller venues in the city that are w way better. But if you're talking about the staple of improv, um, the money-making machine of improv in a business sense, the, the building that's got it all and has all of the history, the background, the teachers, the, the tools, and the shows that not only bring people from different states and countries and and from all around the world to see their shows, but keep the locals still coming in to see a show every once in a while and to take classes. Second City is number one. That's the end. It's Chicago. Is Chicago the second city? It's even getting the damn name. <laughs> Justin, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, a uh, wonderful opening statement, Norm. Um, in in most cases, I would uh, I would agree with you that Second City uh, is great for improv, and 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 of course, it is very iconic in terms of many people coming to Chicago to go to Second City. Where I O or the Improv Olympic is better in terms of an overall theater and for improv in general, one must understand what kind of improv is being done and what the theater represents for the idea of comedy and improv in general. So, Second City is the mecca, of course. That is, that is irrefutable. However, Second City has become very commercialized and has kind of lost its way. Norm and I have both met at Second City and have seen the progress of how that has happened. You do not have that as much at the Improv Olympic. Now, although... IO is somewhat corporate uh, and whatnot. 
the brand of improv and comedy there is purer in its form and in its sense than that second city. One also has to under what con one also has to take into context why improv is being done at at these theaters. At Second City, improv is only really being done in order to have sketch comedy. They do improv to have sketch comedy, but at the Improv Olympic at IO, it is purely about the comedy, about relationships that you see on stage between the characters, and about improv in its purest, most um, un uh, uh, un adulterated, unfiltered sense. So when you go to a show at the Improv Olympic, you know you are going to see just improv and you're going to see, ideally, if it's a good show, you are going to see very good people and improvisers be building real relationships on the stage to, to the point where you feel like you will be seeing a one-act play or a entire play, uh, a la one of the greatest shows in improv today in the city, Improv Shakespeare. If you have not seen it, we highly recommend from the podcast in general. I don't think yeah, Norm would refute that at all. No, but I, when you go would, to Second uh, City... I would agree with that as well. Thank you. When you go to Second City, though, you will notice that there are all kinds of shows of all manners of forms, and there, you will notice that there are, are many scenes where it's just to get to a joke and a point line instead of watching something unfold before you. And that's why I believe the Improv Olympic is a better overall theater to go enjoy comedy and improv than the second city. Well, that was quite a quite a long opening statement. Thank you. Now with Norm with his, uh, I guess, rebuttal or follow-up to, yeah. uh, to Justin. So as Justin stated in the point before, we met at Second City. This whole thing started because of our meeting at a Second City Level A class that led to a Level E class that led to us eventually performing together and doing a podcast together so we have we met at second city my thing is second city has three theaters they have one in chicago the main one which which helped um create some of the great people who went on to uh saturday night live and uh toronto as well as uh where's the other one um hold on los, los angeles. angeles yes they have three theaters in different locations they have a Where? traveling theater as well, I believe. Yes, yes. Where's I.O.? Is that your question to me? <laughs> as you look all snooty and shit? Benefit of Second City. And you have to realize, <laughs> the greatest part of I.O. is fantastic. Now, any improv theater is, is great. and a lot There's a lot of smaller improv theaters that are, in my opinion, way better than either. Um, I'm going to say we are partial to the annoyance as well. Um, there's a lot of small venues, the playground, like everything, the revival, like every fucking thing. But for Second City to be what it is, even though it is outrageously commercial, as a starting point, before you jump into IO, before you jump into a level of heralds and trying to figure out the improv and then trying to uh, go into uh, what, uh, uh, 1A, 1B, 4B, 4-3-B, 3-4-8-B, the 50 other classes that they try to trick you into, fucking Second City is level A through level E, and then a whole myriad of classes where you can... They built a goddamn film school in their building to incorporate arts. We go there often. We go there every week to write. Just to write. 
We don't even go there to do anything. We don't perform there. We don't sing there. We don't dance there. We go there to write, and it's completely okay. At one point, why they, don't you sing there? Well, because they don't let us sing anymore. We we do. Okay. Do they let you sing at Improv Olympics? Yes, they do. Oh yes, yeah. Everyone has a signal. Anybody and everybody everyone, can sing. Every has, <laughs> but my, ultimately, my my main thing is the idea that uh, yes, Second City has been co- become commercial. But the teachers and the lessons you learn there are very basic. They're to the point. They're a great starting point, and then you can stay in one place to evolve. It's all in one house. Um, not only a great bar, but like I said, a film school. They built out of, and they came like a phoenix out of a fire after being burnt down halfway. They rose like a phoenix out of the fire to rebuild their entire building. I was gonna ask what the chances of being burned alive were. Uh, zero to five. <laughs> there is a slight chance, uh, Mr. Mr. Moderator. I hope you will allow me the same amount of time as my counterpart has been allowed here to give a ridiculously un- unsurmisable, unsummarizable uh, argument. Unbeatable here. argument. Yes, uh, well, I agree. Unbeatable. I, I, agree. I shall not. I shall not give you the uh, the pleasure of yes. having that statement agreed upon, sir. But uh, if I if I may, I'm in my I'm in my I'm in my debate wait, mode right now. Wait. Please, yeah, by all means. Yes. Okay, you may. Oh, thank you so much, moderator. Um, <laughs> I, I I hear a lot of the things that you are saying, Norm, and uh, in 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 some cases I can agree with you that because we do go to the second city we to do. write, <laughs> and we do uh, um, uh, we have had many good times at the second city. The Improv Olympic I O. First of all, there are other locations, by the way. Okay. I believe they have a location in in, in L A as well. Close. It might have been, <laughs> but that was more that was more out of bad business practice than anything else. But anyway, the point is, is that if for the topic of what is a better theater to go and enjoy a show at, I would, or or just a better theater in general. Well, I'm glad you brought up classes again. Uh, yes, we met at level A, and a lot of um, people who go to I O, if they were to start at I O, they may not comprehend everything that's going on IO. IO does teach a specific form called the Herald. And they well they attempt to teach it to you. <laughs> which well, I know is going I... <laughs> which I know which I know is going against a little bit of my argument. However, through attempting to teach you this ridiculous form, and I will admit it is kind of ridiculous, and I know some IO people will probably not like me saying that, but it's kind of ridiculous. But through that they teach you a better form of comedy and purer form of comedy rather than the uh, uh, assembly factory style that Second City has created that uh, that IO does not have. At IO, you will learn comedy and, and improv for what it's supposed to be in its truest form. And all of the people that you mentioned that started out at Second City, like Bill Murray and Chris Farley and Tina Fey. Well, I'm mentioning them, you <laughs> bastard. So don't interrupt me. I believe this is my time, sir. Um, <laughs> I know I called you a bastard during a debate. Just go with it. Um, I still respect you as a human being. Um, but all of those people also did classes and performed at I.O., <laughs> there is just like Republicans and Democrats they need each theater needs each other but in order to go see an actual show and to have an, a great experience and to know what you're going for the Improv Olympic is the place to go because you're going to see a good show 
you are going to see amazing actors in addition to improvisers where you may not have that as much at Second City because everybody and their mother's uncle can get a show because Second City has become so commercialized, they will let anybody and their mother's uncle go and do a show. And you and I can attest to this because we've done shows before where we would do a show in front of like six people and they would say, hey, do you still want to do the show? And we would say yes and they would still put it up. Now you can't even do a show unless you have a minimum 15 people in the audience. If not, you do not do a show. That does not happen at the Improv Olympic for a couple of reasons. One, they don't put up crap shows. Number two, wait, they, wait, wait, what? what? Did you just call your own show crap? No, no, no. I said Improv Olympic does not put up crap shows. I have seen every show I have seen at the Improv Olympic has been right. great. They also have and have had the best improv shows, not just rated by me, but also by periodicals and Improv Shakespeare and TJ and Dave. TJ and Dave no longer is happening, yeah. but yeah, but a, the yeah. best improv show and comedy show in the city has been at the Improv Olympic versus Second City, even on main stage. Main stage has gotten very contrived as far as I'm concerned. But Second City is an assembly factory made of hopes and dreams that you'll be the next Tina Fey, you'll be the next Amy Poehler, you'll be the next Bill Murray. At Improv Olympic, you're just going to enjoy a good comedy show. And that is the difference. You have what nobody, nobody at Improv Olympic is like, oh, you know, I'm going to be like people have those thoughts. But like you're doing improv at the Improv Olympic because you enjoy doing improv. Not so much when you're at Second City. You're like, I'm gonna be on SNL and big, 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 big. like okay. that's more I, there. Yeah, I have to rebut that. Okay, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. That's wait, what this I is supposed to yeah, be for. But I, I gotta interrupt first. Um, can I, I have a question for uh, I don't know either of you. Uh, I don't know how much time this would take, but you were mentioning uh, different different styles of improv comedy, which is a foreign concept to me, and I'm sure many of the the listeners. Uh, would you, either of you be able to explain a bit what exactly is uh, the fo- the form known as the Herald, and how does that differ from the one? Yeah, well, I'm glad form. I am glad you asked, yeah, Joe. Please. So the Herald is a form where you start with a large. What, what group is a scene. form? First of all, what do you, what do you mean by form? A form in improv is a particular type of show that you will go to see. So there are many different types of improv shows you can see. There are uh, there's a form called like the Geraldo. There's a um, you can go see like a, a, a short improv form, which would be like uh, you could uh, liken it to um, uh, uh, whose line is it anyway? Where it's a lot of games. Short short there's uh, a mono scene type of improv, which I do for my show Spuds and Stouts, which will be coming back sometime soon. On hiatus. I'll let you know about that. Plug. Um, there are many different forms that you can do in improv. So the Herald. Uh, um, in at the I.O. is you start out with a big group scene where you where everybody kind of does a whimsical thing and you gain a lot of ideas from that, uh, particularly from... Uh, and and it's, it's completely organic. They don't usually get a suggestion or anything like that. So just from the group creativity, you get, you get all these ideas and things and that creates all of the scenes. And then there are three blocks of scenes. Scene one, two, three. Then there's another group scene. Then another scene with like two to three people, you get three more scenes that are individualized. Then you get one last group scene, and then you get three final scenes. And when those three final scenes, everything you've seen from the show previous kind of gets molded together to kind of finalize and, and finish it out. That's what the Herald is supposed to be. Whether or not it is done properly or correctly, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> which I am willing to concede, but that does not make, that doth not make the I.O. sir. That is... 
as much as they keep, they only use that goofy thing <laughs> as a way to teach you how to do improv properly. And, and it's to build relationships on stage. Whereas at Second City, they're doing improv for sketch. So it's I have seen too many scenes and things in, at, at Second City where it's like, line, line, punchline, line, punchline, line, 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 punchline. You're not really getting any emotional stake. You're not getting any investment in the characters that you would get at an I.O. show. However, because of the abilities that Second City creates, you're talking about sketch writers. You're talking about people who are writing and directing shows that are on television, who are producing and getting into movies, who are writing. Yeah, it is very write-heavy. It is very author-heavy, uh, creative-heavy. But to go back to one point you mentioned, at I.O., those people who go to I.O. go for the same exact thing as they go for Second City. Don't point yes. at me, sir. Yes, I have not point. pointed at I you in this debate. Point. How I dare you point at me? Keep your pie. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> calm down. This debate sponsored you by pie. My mom was peach pie, to be exact. No, that is, that I'm just referring to what I'm, you know what? I'm going to keep <laughs> stop talking about it. Delicious no, no. peach pie made pie. by my well, mom. I have, a, I have another question. Wait, okay. no, 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 no. Which is, um, which, so, which one came first? Second City, to my knowledge. Yeah. Did did they? Where where was improv before Second City came along? Nowhere. It was Second City started the the concept of improv. At least um, put it in a house. Yeah. Um, it was at some point. And I don't know the the beginning stories of it. They tell you, and then you kind of forget about it because it's really not that um, illustrious. But it was. Uh, performers, theater performers, I think Violas Bolin was one of them, where uh, improv was used in theatrics and in, in theater ultimately. And then uh, at some point, um, people like, you know, Duck Close and, and everyone, they kind of started to bring it in and hone it and put it in a household. And Second City was kind of the potential start of that household. And they started building it from there and teaching from there. And then other theaters kind of spawned from there, mostly from. Uh, fuck this place, I'm moving on, and created their own place. But Second City is kind of the home. Is Second City more iconic than the Bean? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I would probably argue yes. I would say no. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we can't yeah, get into yeah, We got to wrap. Okay. We got to start okay. wrapping this up yeah, because yeah. let me finish my. We, we've my got the jag off of the week to get to, and we yeah, got to close yeah. this out. We're already um, pretty long. I would say uh, the people who go to Second City go to IO for the same thing. They're they're going there to perform. Uh, the benefit of Second City is there are more venues for you to perform as a performer. There's more opportunities to fail, but you fail you, you fail forward. You figure out what you're doing wrong and how it's not working, and you have that opportunity at Second City. Unlike I.O., where they won't really give you that opportunity to fail because they're looking for a hit because they don't have many theaters or venues to be open. Nothing against I.O. I.O. is a great fucking place to learn improv, but I will say that Second City is more open for you to try different things, to dip your foot into different stuff, and to learn a whole different facet of what you may or may not like. It is a true school of improv, sketch comedy, film, all of that. They've evolved themselves from what they started as to what they've become. IO is an improv theater. That's what it is. And as we've seen in the city, improv theaters come and go. I'm not saying IO is going anywhere, but that's what it is. More than likely, that's where it's going to stay. All right, so it sounds like... Damn, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it we sounds like second, yet, baby. second city. <laughs> so second city is the is the full package of comedy, and improv Olympics is a, just a bit more limited in their scope. That's that's the conclusion of Norm and Justin. Thank you very much, moderator. I appreciate you allowing me the time to finish my argument. Now, uh, my uh, counterpart on the left uh, has <laughs> so has stated. <laughs> thank you. Has uh, <laughs> has stated. Shirt. Has sta- <laughs> this, this is Justin's chance to be the lawyer he always dreamed of being. Uh, no, I'll leave that for my father. Um, <laughs> the lawyer his father always dreamed of him being. <laughs> That's an accurate statement, um, but no. Let me uh, let me uh, let me just say that Norm does bring up a lot of valid points that uh, I would tend to agree with. But again, I submit that the Improv Olympic IO is the better theater to go to to learn comedy and the fo- and the essence of improv in its purest sense. And I go back to. Some points that you have stated, there are so many theaters, there are so many things that Second City can do nowadays, but they have lost the heart of what improv and comedy was supposed to be, and that is for people to express themselves, to try new things, and to just deliver a good show. And although you may find a lot of content at the Second City, they will not even allow you to do a show if you don't have a minimum of 15 people to perform uh, to perform for. And... They have even gone to the point where they are now charging for for students to even watch the teachers that teach them. It has become car- uh, commercialized and has become a propaganda uh, business trying to sell you hopes and dreams for why coming to the Second City may propel you to the grandeur and greatness that is another Tina Fey or Amy Poehler and whatnot. And even though there used to be a pathway for you to go to uh, certain elements of the theater and then make it to an SNL. It has now become so politicized that it has lost its truest nature of why it was built in the first place. But IO has not lost that as much as the Second City. And so that's why I believe it is a better theater to go see real improv because when you go there and you see a show at the Improv Olympic and when you take a class there, they will teach you how to do proper improv built on relationships, or at least attempt to. Some people just are awful. But they will do their darndest to teach you how to be true in the truest form of comedy and improv itself. And when you go to see a show there, the reason why they don't allow bad shows there is because they don't care. Not that they don't care about the commercialization and making money, but they want to make sure that audiences that come to a show at Improv Olympic at the I.O. will leave with a good taste of what the form is and what comedy is here in Chicago and they are diligent about picking good shows and good actors and good improvisers to ensure a overall great experience and they try and teach that to people in the classes and they take the best people they think will provide that experience and they put that out on their stages regardless of having many stages or not many stages they provide a quality a quality product that everybody enjoys doing oh and you can do it with a beer if you want um, well, and, and, and yes, that's a great exactly. So, if you want to go see really good improv and see really talented people that may not be on SNL, but are people who do it because they love it, and we're always going to make sure you leave with a smile on your face go to and wanting to come back, you go 
to the IO. All right. One, okay. one last, uh, we'll wrap that up, but I, I have a question for both of you. If you wanted to go do some improvising, learn about improv and or see improv, is Chicago still the best city in the world to go do that? Oh, oh hands down. Yeah. Fuck oh, Toronto, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. LA, fuck New York. Yeah. Chicago is where oh, it goes. Definitely. Everybody comes to Chicago to learn improv. Yeah. This is where you come for that. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, Amen. there's way too many theaters here. And uh, and to extend an olive branch, because we wouldn't disagree with this, you should go to both Second City oh, yeah. and the I.O. And the Annoyance. And I would even all... submit you should probably start with Second City yeah. for classes. I'm definitely going to say that. Uh, but it... I still stand by my statements <laughs> about the I.O. But I will say, um, watch a shitty Herald and watch a shitty short form at Second City. You want to claw your eye out for a shitty Herald. For a shitty short form, you're like, alright, this is my friend. I'm a bringer. I'm okay with that. So I can't I re- refute that. <laughs> the Herald is horrific. That is the one that is that is the one smoking gun <laughs> that is at I However, go the goddamn Herald. Go to both. Support improv. Support both theaters. Support, support local comedy. That's what this show's about. Yeah. Going out there. We're gonna have some improvisers and stuff on yeah. here talking about no. their shows coming up in September. Them. Yes, all of them. Every single one. Well, Joe, well, well done as moderator. Yeah, yeah, good job. Well done, sir. Now, we're, we're running a little long, so we're not yeah, going to yeah, get to our bonus. Yeah. We had a bonus topic, but we had a lot, a lot of very good discussion, I think. Yeah, no, but you know what? It is now time to finish off the episode with our favorite segment of the week, as always. It is time for... The Jagoff of the Week! All right, thank you, gentlemen. Now, um, I have a little bit of a... We, we were having a lot of fun here having debate night with Pi. But for the Jagoff of the week, I have a little bit of a more somber topic to discuss to end the podcast, which I guess sometimes wouldn't be the best way to go about things. But I, I do not want to leave this podcast without talking about this because it is timely. It is worth discussing. And uh, I think it's – if we cannot – I would say everybody here and everybody watching is probably a good – good-natured, civilized, and respectful American and individual and human being in general. And uh, at least I would hope that to be the case. And I think we can all agree on certain things for this. So um, as, as much as I'm delicately trying to tiptoe into this, the jagoffs of the week, and I'm not going to get all crazy and whatnot this time, the jagoffs of the week are the two horrific, deplorable individuals who did their the mass shootings in both El Paso and... Uh, Dayton, Ohio, over this past weekend, and for me personally, I have friends who live near Dayton. I was actually talking to him earlier today. I don't have any friends or anybody in El Paso, but that's regardless of the point. But I think there's a, they are the Jagoffs of the week. They don't directly affect Chicago, but there is a tie-in to Chicago here that we're going to get to in a second. But those two people are are the Jagoffs of the week, and uh, I, I think I can speak for everybody here. Uh, and if you disagree, you can you can tell me. But uh, we here at the Chicago 60 and the podcast denounce any form of white supremacy, white nationalism, or any form of ethnically charged racial bigotry towards any group, color, creed of any sort or kind. It is Kill not me. it's it's not warranted. It's not needed. Hatred does not belong here in America. I know it exists, and it's sometimes human nature for that to occur, but. I think if uh, we continue to find ways to resolve those things, then that's the type of America we should be moving towards so that we can have less jagoffs of the week that fit this type of person's mold. And um, I think 
you know, what we found with these, it's interesting is that these two Jagoffs also were quite different. We had a white nationalist, and then we had somebody completely on the opposite end who was probably somebody who had a lot of seriously mental illness issues. Um, now, we're not going to name the, we'll, we'll, we'll not name them. We're not going to talk about what they've written or anything like that. I, I do not wish to give any credence to these types of individuals here on this podcast, but I do think it is worth mentioning that for everybody here and for everybody in Chicago, uh, I think that one thing we've learned is if you hear anything that sounds like white supremacy, white nationalism, or any form of bigotry or hatred towards anybody, you should speak out against it or tell that person and get, hear them. I would say hear them out, but then lend a counterpoint to them. Don't just disregard them. I do think that there is probably a, a, a point where these people feel like they're completely ostracized from society in large for what they hear on the news or whatever. And so they feel like they have no option left. And so they go to the worst result, which is violence against fellow people and innocent people that they don't even know. So I would say if, if you seize warning signs with somebody, maybe reach out to those people and try and make, feel, make them feel more inclusive in our society, but also call it out for what it is because it's necessary to do so because we will only progress as a society, in my opinion, if we recognize those those things and call it out and try and try and uh, offer a, a, a kind explanation to the other side, which is a more civilized and, and loving side to all peoples uh, here that reside in this country and any other country. Um, and for uh, uh, the people in El Paso and Dayton, I don't know if anybody of them are going to be listening, but if they ever do listen to this episode, we wish you our condolences for any of the families uh, aggrieved by these horrific uh, tragic events, and uh, we hope that they they never occur again. They may, because our, our Second Amendment and our laws allow for people to carry weapons, and as much as I'm not against the Second Amendment, uh, I, I do believe um, we can do things to, we can certainly do things to help prevent these situations, and we hope our government leaders act upon those uh, or, or take up uh, uh, responsibility to try and alleviate these situations from ever happening ever again. Um, I don't know if any of you gentlemen would like to add anything to that before I, I make a tie-in to Chicago here, but... Um, I will say that the space. with any type of uh, white supremacy or any, uh, I guess, racial narrative, I feel that personally those people should actually talk to those races. I feel like the, the one individual who did what he did should have to speak to the people that he was aiming after. Should have to sit down for the rest of his life talking to those individuals, get to know those individuals, and know that what he did... You, you mean as part of his sentencing? Yes. For the, for the rest of his life. Until he understands how wrong it was of what he did. We can't... Uh, and, and some people will believe in the death penalty or... Or, but I feel like that's no real just desserts. I feel like this person does not know and we should force them to know. And then once they do know, if they do finally understand, to live with that, to live with the understanding of what they have committed is worse to me, in my opinion, than anything else. Would but you I, like to see... Are, are you more interested in, in this from like a revenge type narrative or are you wanting to see him feel regret and seek out reconciliation the latter i want him to to feel regret not from a revenge standpoint but i want him to know how much he has hurt other people but that's with anyone 
anyone who hasn't done anything like this, I think they should stop for a minute and try to talk. We've seen it in, in journalism that there are a lot of people who are trying to bridge that gap. So there should be more conversation. There should be more talking to people who don't believe in the same thing, but maybe they'll find some common ground and that'll just be that nice small chink in a wall that they're like, okay, well, you know, you're not so bad in my mind. Maybe I should take back this one thing. That one thing may become two, that may become three, and eventually we'll start connecting on a whole different level. Would you be willing to forgive such a person? Yes, you can forgive anyone. Um, but I'm, I wasn't affected. So for those affected, I would understand if forgiveness wasn't a part of their psyche, a part of their emotional connection. But personally, it does depend on it, but I think you do have to forgive. Forget? No. Forgive? At some point, yes. I think that's well stated. And I think that would, you know, there are people who do do that. Who do do that. <laughs> who do do that. Not trying to make this yeah, a no, light no. topic, but uh, there is a gentleman, there's an African-American gentleman who has reached out to, like, Ku Klux Klan members and mm-hmm. changed their minds, or at least mm-hmm. yeah. made them think, yes. at the very least. And yes. sometimes making someone think is just enough mm-hmm. to change uh, to change somebody and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And hopefully... We can uh, encourage that moving forward. Joe, do you have any thoughts before I make yeah. a final tie-in? Well, you guys said uh, you were very both very, very well-spoken. and um, uh, The only thing I would add, and this is my own personal belief, and I, it may be a bit naive, and so, um, admittingly that it is naive, but I, I like to live in a world where I believe that all people are inherently good people. And that may be naive, it may be wrong, but I am still, even accepting that that might be wrong, I am choosing to live in that world because I don't want to live in a world where I believe that, that people are bad. I want The world I want to live in is one where people are inherently good, uh, but are misguided, uh, have a misunderstanding of the world for all sorts of different reasons. And choosing to live in that world, I do believe that all people can be reached or positively affected through love I, and I do believe that people have bad thoughts for uh, outside reasons outside of their well maybe sometimes might be somewhat related to their control but for the most part outside of their control um, I, I don't know where I'm going I, I wish I wish there'd be some way to to show those people love I think love can resolve some of these things um, yeah, I maybe it's naive, but that's that's my hope too. And I guess I'm just kind of echoing some of Norm's thoughts as well. I think simply just being able to connect with people who are different from you, uh, people who it, if you feel some negative energy towards just having those people show love to you uh, can really make a big difference. Um, yeah, let's have more love in the world. I agree with that. What I would like to just close with on this uh, version of the Jagoff of the Week is that despite these two horrific tragedies, in the city of Chicago, there were more deaths and people who were shot over this weekend than those other two events combined. And I do feel that Chicago is continually overlooked. We have a crisis in the south and west sides of the city where there's a lot of gang-related shootings and just 
shootings in general that continually yeah. get overlooked say, and I don't missed. Think it, it does does it matter if they're gang related or not? Doesn't doesn't matter. It, I mean, death is death, uh, particularly in shootings, but that typically seems to be the general cause. But um, in general, you know, we we focus on these other shootings, and rightly so, they deserve the attention they get. I personally, as a Chicagoan, as an American, I'm uh, as an American, I am horrified by any mass shooting that causes death to my fellow citizens and Americans. But as a Chicagoan specifically, I must I have a little bit of um, let's say remorse for and sorrow that we don't get, despite being referenced all the time, still do not get the attention to try and change what's going on in this city and those you know those areas of our city, which is a great city, tarnished by uh, a reputation that is undeserved and should not continue to exist. And I would hope that the media, in particular, would put just as much of an emphasis on what's going on. And it's not just in Chicago. It happens in many metropolitan cities, including Baltimore, which has been referenced as of late. And it would be good if we could focus some attention there and figure out some ways uh, to fix the problems here. Because uh, there are just as many, quote-unquote, mass shootings, but what the definition of a mass shooting is, and yet no attention paid for what's happening on a regular basis in the city of Chicago. So I would hope and urge if anybody is paying attention or listening or cares to keep mindful of that. And if you hear things or whatever, reach out to your congresspeople or people in the media and try and have them pay attention to something that is affecting us here as Chicagoans close to home because the people who are here in Chicago are just as deserved of the attention as the people uh, around the rest of the country. So um, I, I, I don't want us to forget those people that die seemingly f almost frivolously as if their lives truly don't matter, which is not the case. Uh, I think with that we can agree black lives matter um, as much as all the other lives matter in the other places, but uh, particularly here in Chicago that is to be the case. So um, that is the time to Chicago. Um, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you know where to find us. We are here on Facebook, we are here on YouTube, we are on Instagram. I've mentioned them. If you don't know where to go, you can go to listen to a previous episode and find out what those handles are and follow us. Please subscribe and listen. If you did enjoy listening to this debate night, we will continue to do these types of podcast episodes in the future. And we hope that you uh, continue to join us moving forward can, can uh, to listen to other things. We can edit this out. I'll make a quick request, and you can edit it sure, out. Sure, sure. <laughs> if if you if you disagree, but I, I want to, uh, if there are listeners out there who have suggestions or ideas for uh, how to address the gun violence, possibly in the country and or in the city of Chicago. Um, I mean, we as we just said, this is a major issue uh, for us Chicagoans, and something that we would like to see. Uh, address more directly more often so hit us up with ideas thoughts on how to do that maybe that could be discussed in another show. and if you do we here at the chicago podcast will figure out a way uh to on your behalf or whatever potentially reach out to those in power to see what we can do we hope that at some point this show this brand chicago 60 and we here sitting uh, talking into a microphone that you are listening to will have some potential influence in the future to help uh, uh, correct these these things happening in our city and around the country perhaps in the future and in the near future if, uh, hopefully as well. 
uh, and um, there is there is at least one group of people that we can all hate in Chicago, and that are the, the those are the Packers. So with that, we say bear down and fuck, and fuck the, the Packers. Packers. And with that, we will see you next week. Good Thank night, you for watching. Good night.